you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV Cannabis News Now, where we give you cannabis news and updates so you are the most informed person in your circle. Listen, 2019 is coming to a close. We had a lot of great stories throughout the year. You can go ahead and check out our past episodes. And we've seen cannabis mature a bit. It hasn't really matured to the point where, you know, it's like, oh, this is definitely a different industry. But it has gone from its newborn stage into adolescent stage, I would say. It was at his newborn stage when it was illegal, completely illegal, before any medical marijuana, before any state decided to legalize it recreationally or a country in the case of Canada. We've seen it go from the newborn stage into early childhood with the medical marijuana passing, with certain states regulating cannabis and a lot of other states allowing it for recreational use. Now we're seeing it enter teenagehood where as mentioned in aforementioned in the podcast when teenagers aren't the greatest people in the world right i mean they feel they're they're growing into their bodies they have much more understanding of the world and they don't have the experience to handle that new knowledge appropriately right teenagers make the the meanest jokes possible they do inappropriate things sometimes these teenagers smell bad and but you're seeing the resemblances of a adult soon to come and that's what the cannabis industry has exhibited as you see a lot of layoffs are occurring in the cannabis industry we're seeing a lot of cannabis firms go ahead and not just get investments because you know the investors aren't that confident anymore they get loans we're seeing layoffs happen in MedMen. i mean we're seeing a lot of things occur in the cannabis industry that need to occur there are bumps along the road you need to face in order to get to where you want to be, which is a full-fledged industry, mature, regulated, and isn't having a scandal like the vape gate industry. Now, we'll give you a top 10 biggest cannabis stories next episode, posting either tomorrow or the day after, just to, you know, bring in that New Year spirit. But as for this episode, we have some stories that went down this week. All right, so we have the cannabis decriminalization and CBD bills introduced in Indiana. Remember, a while back, we reported here on Hot TV, Indiana was not so fond of CBD. They didn't like it. They decided to make it illegal, even though it was legalized throughout the country. Next, we got a funny one. You know that, as Charlemagne says, the craziest people come from the Bronx and Florida. And the crazy part is, I lived in the Bronx and I now live in Florida, so I don't know if that applies to me too. But Florida man is here and Florida man is always up to no good. All right? Florida man is always doing the craziest thing you ever imagined. Florida man gets in a fight with cockroach and gets shot dead. How that happens, I don't know. But Florida man can make it happen. I mean, just go on Google right now. Type in Florida man and just read the various stories. You'll have a ball. 
All right, so in this story, Florida man gets arrested for handing out free marijuana because it was Christmas, police say. We'll get more into that later. Next up, we have the top strains of 2019. Now, as you know, Leafly is a website that we all would go to in the past for predominantly understanding the strains that we're smoking or buying. That was before it was really regulated and legalized, right? And it had served a purpose in the medical marijuana field as the early form of legalization. Leafly in itself, like the cannabis industry, has matured into now not just providing strain info, but providing also lineage, allowing you to buy products similar to weed maps. It gives you cannabis news as well and articles to keep you well informed on cannabis as a whole. Uh, when Leafly was sold to the company, I, I wondered what was going to happen to the overall website and i'm happy to see what it has matured into which is a staple in the cannabis community so with that being said leafly has the data to show which strains were searched more in 2019 and they give you a little backstory on the strains in itself and i think as cannabis users as we're all a part of this cannabis culture here at hot tv hot fam i thought i'll give you guys one of the most popular strains in 2019 if you're an avid user, consumer of cannabis, you're going to know what's popping in the streets and what you should try now that it's bubbling on popularity. If you're a business owner and maybe you might want to carry these strains because people are more interested in these strains because they're searching more about it on Leafly. All right. So we're going to start with the biggest news story and the one that pisses me off, quite frankly. And it's the fact that the government decided to backtrack a lot of the provisions that allowed cannabis to be safer, I said safer, not safe, but safer in this new regulatory recreational marijuana field. That includes the SAFE Act, all right, and the MORE Act. You know, these were created to not only help veterans who were who served our country, had the bravery, probably came back with PTSD. That now allowed them to be able to work at cannabis firms and not get penalized by the VA, who helps them out with their medical bills. As you know, we've been trying to say how much sense it makes for the VA to simply give soldiers medicine that won't give them liver problems and kidney problems in the future. Yeah, they might have a little cough, but at least their PTSD is taken care of, their pain is taken care of, you know, they're going to sleep better at night, the list goes on and on, but I digress, as we already covered this topic before. But yes, the government, why they did this, I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue why they did this. Will I speculate as to why I think they did it? Of course. And chances are a lot of us are thinking the same thing. When the government decided to allow these laws to help cannabis get better banking, not having to rely on, you know, uh, shady operations to operate with such high cash volumes. Because as you know, if you're a business owner, any business owners out there, if you're in a cash intensive business and you have hundreds of thousands of dollars from sales that week or that month on hand, that will open you up to opportunity to be robbed, to for crime, to be stuck up. You know what I'm saying? Hands in the air. That's what it's setting you up for. And not only that, it, limited, it limits your options financially because the bank can offer much more friendlier terms. Where if you want a loan, you have to get a, a loan from mobs to Tony down the street. You know what I'm saying? I'll break your legs if you don't pay it back in time. You don't need that. Going to the bank will make it much more easier in the future for your business. Uh, the VA thing, I already mentioned how, how, how uh, irresponsible that is of the government. Now, why they did it, in my opinion, which is my opinion alone, not reporting on what is true, but my speculative opinion, 
is listen. You know how the government works. I mean, I've given you the shortest version of AP government <laughs> class on this podcast. You have these politicians, all right? They, they are either the House of Representatives, they work for the Senate, and they all work together to pass these laws as a part of Congress. And as a part of passing laws, they have incentives, and these incentives comes via lobbyists. Lobbyists literally get cash put in their hands to help laws go through. You understand what I'm saying? Literal money goes into the factor as to why certain laws are passed and why they're not. The simple reason why you see the U.S. slowly gearing themselves into, if not already, into an oligarchy where the country is controlled by the rich and the rich alone, leaving the poor to suffer with the crumbs they're given. I mean, i.e. Amazon paying zero dollars in taxes. (laughs) <laughs> Am I right? I mean, something's up there. For you to make that much revenue, which I'm not complaining, not pointing the finger, but I'm just saying, for you to make that much revenue and not have the IRS knocking on your door, that's a little fishy to me. That sounds like a little lobbying making that allows these, you know, benefits for the rich. But of course, that's just how that's just how the world works, right? And as it comes for this or these series of cannabis laws being repealed and pulled back, I'm thinking money is at play again all right you got big money big money pharmaceuticals all right you got big money alcohol and you got big money cigarettes they all walk into a bar they all bring money unforeseen they slap it on the table and they say hey look we want these repealed you want to be re-elected next year you go ahead and do this one thing for me oh you need this done i'll go ahead and fund it but do this little thing for me, okay? You know, like like, like it's an episode, episode, like it's the movie The Irishman. You know what I'm saying? Robert De Niro. Speaking of which, they say the, the de-aging technology in that movie was state-of-the-art, but honestly, it looked like a seven-year-old guy pl- trying to play a 20-year-old, which normally works if you're like a 20-year-old trying to play a high schooler, but not a senior citizen trying to play a young adult. But I digress. So in all honesty, I'm going to read off the article and then we're going to also go back to what I think about what I just read. So this week, Congress silently killed the Safe and More Acts, amendments that would have permitted cannabis banking and offered protections for veterans and recreational cannabis states, Forbes reported. That article was not written that well. Anyway, during federal budget negotiations, the Republican-controlled Senate removed several writers from the omnibus package meant to protect the legal cannabis industry, according to Newsweek report. Although lawmakers kept in a rider that prevents federal funds from being used to enforce federal cannabis laws on medical cannabis programs, they pulled another rider that would have extended those protections to recreational markets. Now, that means that Federal money cannot be used to persecute those who are operating on a state legal level. These laws are put into place to protect the state's operating businesses. They said, all right, if you're going to legalize cannabis and say F you to the big brother saying, listen, weed is legalized across the country, illegal across the country. You got to go ahead and do the same. But states say, listen, we played this game with Thomas Jefferson years ago, centuries ago. Alright, we have our own laws and protections too as to how we want to run our area. It's democracy. So the states say we can be legalized in my state, we'll have our own regulations, y'all stay out of it. 
And a lot of these businesses and investors alike were very worried as to what their investment would turn out to or what their business safety will be, being the fact that cannabis is still federally illegal. Could they face federal charges for it? Now, does these laws being repealed mean that these companies are in danger? Perhaps. I don't know. It's really uh, it's really back into the gray area. You know, as I said, imagine a situation is like cannabis growing into adolescence, you know, finally getting those little nasty teenage mustache, you know, that look like pubes and this law got repealed and it kind of lost all the facial hair and it can't grow back in. That's kind of what's happening right now. Like they're making improvements, but then this revision or revision, this repealing of laws is kind of taking two steps back. And I'm wondering why that is. And I'm on a positive note, not to stay in the negative, you always gotta be optimistic a little bit in life, right? What if a possibility, plausibility, if you will, the federal government is gearing up for their own legalization to be soon passed? It's possible. It's possible they repeal the the protections against the state because they want to write their own bills that will be more facilitating towards their own endeavors. It's a possibility. I mean, is it a likelihood? Probably a low likelihood, right? Probably a low probability that the federal government is ready, is gearing up to legalize cannabis on a countrywide level. Low possibility. It's like that light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get there, but the question is when. And if these laws are assigned as to what our approximate estimated time of arrival is, things are going to take longer than expected. I think our time has been stretched out. You know, I know a lot of uh, businesses were worried as to what this means. I know veterans were sounding off on social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams about their dismay about this new news. And they had every right to. I mean, you were able to work in a cannabis dispensary, be around cannabis and not have to worry about your VA benefits being revoked. But the fact that it's federally illegal and the VA is run by is a federal program. I understand why those laws have been implemented. Who knows what what the real reason is? Like I said, I think it's pharmaceuticals, but I want to sound like the guy in a tinfoil hat, you know, talking about, you know, your your pineal gland and aliens and pyramids, you know, and lizard people. I don't want to sound like Alex Jones. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying all those stuff don't have any validity, but I don't want to come off as a conspiracy theorist just always blaming everything on Big Pharma, which I feel like I do a lot. But let's be honest, once you kind of get, once you lift the veil off of the well-polished, the well-dressed uh, facade that is the American story and you see what lies underneath isn't as pretty as what you thought it was, then you kind of get this cynical type of thinking. You kind of get this understanding of how the world works and like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Lobbyists, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Everyone is looking out for their own endeavors and, and protecting their own pockets. And so, you know, cannabis has caused the smoking industry to decline. Well, they're theorizing a decline by 36 percent. Alcohol is down 40 something percent in consumption. And they're thinking the reason is because one health reasons and two cannabis as cannabis is a vice that you can smoke as much as you want, but you won't wake up the next morning with a headache. You don't have to worry about decades down the line, you having, you know, fatty liver or liver failure or even kidney failure, all caused by excess alcohol consumption. And apparently, you know, smoking weed causes you to lose weight, too. It's a win-win. So to wrap it up, 
to wrap this up this isn't good news it's not good news at all it's in fact as i said it's a, it's a step back we made some steps forward in 2019 but this has literally peeled back our progress towards legalization um it's caused anxiety for people in the cannabis industry to rise yet again uh the banking issues they thought they were going to have they for some reason don't have not for some reason they just don't have access to the banking they thought they would now granted even when the more act was passed and the safe banking act is passed banks were still hesitant on dealing with cannabis businesses and why is that as you know we had a great depression back in the 1930s don't remember the exact year franklin delano roosevelt was president you know, those little fireside chats in the wheelchair that we, no one had no, no one had any clue. He was, uh, uh, is it paraplegic? Is that the word? No, he was not. He wasn't walking on his legs. <laughs> he was, that's, I don't know what the term is, but that was our president back then. And a part of his, uh, what's it called? The great deal, the new deal, the new deal. A part of his, the new deal was to implement something called the FDIC. Do I remember what the FDIC stands for? No. But the FDIC was a federal program to help protect banks and not protect banks, protect people from banks. Because what would happen in Great Depression is once all the well, once the market has crashed and, the, and, and our money has gone to shit, the banks literally say, oh, we lost your money. We can't pay you back. The FDIC incorporates a law or mandate saying that the banks have to keep at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars of your money. Which is probably why a lot of rich folks spread their money around different accounts. Just in case of that likelihood, they'll still have their money protected by the FDIC. Now, why do I mention that at all compared to this? That's a federal program that works with banks. That means banks have to adhere to federal provisions. If you're a bank, you don't want to violate federal law by accepting illegal money that's illegal on a federal nature, but not on a state wide level so the banks were very hesitant and so the benefits people thought for the more act was gonna cause people didn't see that immediately and it's understandable right it's like breaking up in a relationship trying to find your way you know into going back into the game you know what I'm saying? that's kind of that's kind of what it was they had that little bit of freedom but they were just hesitant to take that next step because of what they were so used to doing is putting a hand up in their face and saying goodbye we don't want your dirty money here. The devil lettuce money would not enter these bank vault doors. All right, enough silliness. So moving on. Florida man. Florida man. The Florida. <laughs> Florida man gets arrested for handing out free marijuana because it was Christmas. Now, if St. Nick was a stoner, it would be this Florida man. And listen, if, if Santa was a stoner, I don't think he lived in, a, in Florida anyway. You know, what stoner wants to live in, you know, the North Pole? There's penguins around. It's Arctic tundra. I mean, you have some nice northern lights, but I think I think if Santa was a real person, after he drops off the presents, he's going right back to Florida to enjoy his uh, nice old age and sun and beach. You know what I'm saying? So listen, this guy decided to give out weed because it was Christmas and got arrested. And this guy had audacity to be surprised that he <laughs> surprised that he got in trouble. You know, he was telling the cops, "But it's Christmas. It's just a gift." It's just a gift. It's still legal, man. But much shout out to that guy. I think he should get a lot more respect in the cannabis industry. 
He should get his fair share of free products. I mean, honestly, he needs a voice. He needs his voice being heard in the cannabis in the cannabis place. What was going through your mind when you decided to go ahead and give weed out because it was Christmas? And he's probably going to say, you know, the spirit of Christmas is about giving. I want everybody to feel great. And cannabis helps you feel great. Whether I'm on a medicinal level, whether it's a medical level or psychological level, cannabis helps. But yeah, man, shout out to Florida Man. Florida Man is always doing something surprising and always making our jaw drop. When we come back from this break, we are going to talk about the top strains of 2019. All right, why? If you're not smoking any of these strains, chances are you ain't smoking that good good. All right, because if these are the top grossing, excuse me, the top searched weed strains on Leafly, that means you got a lot of other people smoking this strain and you're not. You ain't doing it right. All right? You want to smoke right. You want to smoke only that fire. All right? All right, jokes aside, I don't feel that funny today. I'm tired. But uh, we're going to come back from the break. A few messages from our advertisers. And uh, when we come back, top strains of 2019. All right, pop your champagne. Have your nice little kiss at new years when the ball drops 2020 is going to be a great year the vision is clear that is 2020 saying all right 2020 vision is clear all right bad puns aside we'll be right back we'll be right back stay tuned stay high folks high tv All right, welcome back to High TV Podcast, where we give you cannabis news now. Now, last episode, we covered Florida man being very generous during this Christmas season, but ultimately getting arrested for it. We also mentioned what had occurred in uh, Congress, where they decided to repeal a lot of the laws we knew was a beneficial for the industry. We'll see what that really is soon. So again, we have coming up in the second half, second half episode, cannabis got excuse me, CBD bills got passed in Indiana in addition to the top strains of 2019. So real quick, as you know, Indiana had banned CBD shortly after the hemp bill got passed. Uh, It was very confusing as to why, in their opinions, they wanted to better regulate the CBD industry and they wanted to be a frenzy, which I guess you can see when people are now making CBD pillows and CBD spandex leggings. I mean, come on. How the hell are you going to make use of the CBD in a pillow? Like, what are you going to do with it? You're going to bite the pillow when you get anxious? You're going to, like, wring it out like a like a wet rag to squeeze the oil out? I mean, come on. These people are entering the industry, not caring about the people, and decided to go ahead and make a CBD pillow. I mean, all they're going to do is trick the, you know, older generations who heard of CBD on the radio, saw it around, Here's Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN, you know, mentioning about it. And Dr. Oz on their favorite daytime TV show. They're going to go over there. They're going to say, hey, it's a CBD pillow. We ought to get this. <laughs> and they'll get it. Thinking it's going to help their neck. It's going to help their back. Because the first thing they're going to do is, hey, uh, can you Google something for me? Could you Google what this CBD do? And they're going to find out it's going to help out a lot of the things that these older folks are going through. And, oh, Lord, and they're going to think that this pillow is going to help them, too. It's just a sad sight to see, honestly. I mean, what genius said, yo, let's make a CBD pillow. Uh, I know what you're saying. How does it work? But trust me, 
it's going to work. You know, that's probably the type of person that thinks CBD is a placebo anyway. And so they just make a product and have this placebo sell the pillow. It's crazy. And I'm sure this is in big department stores as well, being that it's that brand that made it. Not going to mention it. But I digress. Indiana is now having CBD, CBD bills passed that will allow CBD to be sold in the state and allow it to proliferate as it has been around the country. To think that just uh, last week you could have gone and been a criminal by selling CBD in the streets. I mean, CBD. Don't even get high. But you will be breaking the laws. All right, so the top 10 strains of 2019 to wrap up this year where a lot of things happened, not only in the cannabis space, but in the world overall. And next year is going to be a brand new set of stories, experiences, and new strains. Sounds like a corny newsroom anchor. But anyway, continuing on, the top strains on Leafly.com goes as follows. Number one, Mimosa. Mimosa is a cross of clementine and purple punch. California knows all about this one. It has pungent and orange aroma and a smoke to match. It's also had a 20, excuse me, a 220% increase in search interest. Comes as no surprise. If you want a tasty strain, look at the, for this blue leafly interest. It's actually a blue flower. Blue leafly flower reflecting mycerine or myrcene dominance. I don't know why I'm reading like I just <laughs> I just graduated the middle school. All right, all right continue, continue, continue. All right, go, coming up next, I'm going to start from uh, this next interesting style one. Watermelon. Looks like that watermelon has found its way into the cannabis industry. Uh, watermelon grew as much as 101%. It's described as a fruity strain that we don't know how much about the terpene-wise, as in what terpenes are in there to give it that watermelon taste or essence, if you will, which may be why people are seeking information on it for those looking for a grapey hashy strain sort of like bubba kush this one may be right next up original glue now i remember the story we had don't know the year 2017 2018 where the gorilla glue company that makes the glue that sold at like home depot they decided to go ahead and sue the people who grew a strain called gorilla glue now of course when you make a business you have a trademark and if gorilla glue is your trademark name you can viably say this strain is a trademark on your product because it is the same thing, <laughs> you know? They filed a lawsuit and they won. So what did the Gorilla Glue growers have to do? They have to name their shit Original Glue. So a lot of people saw it around. They're like, oh yeah, I know of a glue, but is this this Gorilla Glue? It's it's Gorilla Glue number four. They had to change their name. I mean, they, they decided to compromise and change the name from Gorilla Glue from... Gorilla Glue, excuse me, to Gorilla Glue number four. Couldn't use the Gorilla Glue. They can't just go by number four. So they went for GG4. But that name just was not carrying. GG4? Nah. So by switching it to Original Glue, they kind of add that air of unique quality to it, being that it's a quote-unquote original, right? And it, it gives back that allure that the name Gorilla Glue had in the first place. Listen, if you're smoking anything called Gorilla Glue, you know it's doing one thing and gluing you to your seat and to your pillow. And probably some food in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? So, it's described as a fuchsia flower which reflects cariophylline dominance. Original glue would hit you with a kick you in the back type of high that'll have you Superman high. 
Okay, Leafly. There's a reason it's called glutes because you'll stick to the kizouch. They had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, they had a lot of fun with this strain original glue because I'm sure you have fun when you use it. So if you haven't tried original glue, I urge you to. It's a nice indica feeling, as in you feel relaxed, couch locked, as the kizouch mentioned on Leafly. Next up, we have banana split. Banana split is FPOG's fruity flavor caused this strain to increase by 111% on Leafly Search in 2019. Formerly known as Fruity Pebbles, ah, another one, another reason why you have to change your name from Fruity Pebbles to a different thing. Because once a company sees that you're making money off it, they're upset. And I'm sure you don't want children's cereals to be associated with cannabis. So this lemonine dominant strain will have you feeling uplifted and euphoric, yet not too bogged down by the potency. Smoke it up. I like those type of strains. You feel the uplift. You know, being uplifted feels amazing, right? But you also get the euphoric, but not too tired feeling. That's the sativa. I mean, sativas are great, in my opinion. I mean, limonene is a great terpene. It helps with anxiety. It gives you the energy. It wakes you up. You're ready to do, do things and get things done. Gelato 33. Now, you're probably familiar with gelato because everybody smokes runts, right? Jokes up. That's what runts are, if you don't know. Runts are just, it's just gelato. And when gelato just came out, it was such an amazing strain to the smell and an amazing strain to the feel that everybody tried to copy it and they just rebagged it into runts. And now everyone around the world is selling runts bags that's not even close to runts quality. So gelato, you're probably familiar with gelato, but what about its phenotype? There are plenty on the market. We have Gelato 41. We had Gorilla Glue number four, and now this thing is talking about Gorilla, excuse me, Gelato 41. Wow, so you have Gelato 41, Gelato 45, and a certainly popular Gelato 33. Grown in search by 230%. That's a huge increase in search. Gelato, of course, Gelato 33 in particular is what they're talking about. Gelato 33 is one of the more energizing phenotypes in the classic Gelato. The yellow in its leafy flower means it's dominant with the terpene limonene. Wedding cake. Wedding cake, wedding cake. Leafly's two, wow, they actually won this award. So Leafly's two, wow, why I can't talk right now. Leafly's 2019 strain of the year grew in search interest by 100% since the top of 2019. Its terpene profile is very similar to the aforementioned FPOG. Or Fruity Pebbles OG. Dominant in limonene with heavy amounts of caryophyllene and myrcene. The effects you feel from this yellow strain are similar as well. Euphoric and uplifting. Sativa. But they can turn a little sedating the more you consume. Which I like those as well. Because sometimes you inhale cannabis for the happy feeling, the uplifting feeling, the euphoric feeling. You don't want to go to sleep. You want to be active. You want to enjoy your day. You also want to get things done and enjoy doing them while you're getting them done. But having those strains where if you take a certain amount, you'll now feel that sleepy feeling as well allows you to still have that utility from a strain that would allow you to enjoy best of both worlds. You want to, you know, a light, nice, euphoric, energetic high, just take a little bit. You want to go to go to sleep at nighttime, you'll get that same uplifting feeling. But now the more you take is the sleeper you are. So dope strain wedding cake i know everyone loves wedding cake man i only heard good things about it you know wedding cake is being sold everywhere new york city i think that was the fast that was the number one strain on twitter anyway banana split 
grew, wow, Banana Split grew 330% in search interest between the time the ball dropped and the time you're reading this article. And I'm reading it to you. Much like the Sunday, the strain is an assortment of flavors that holds an overall taste of banana sherbet. Damn, that sounds delicious. Banana Split has orange leafy flower, or leafy flower, which means it's dominant in terpy, terpinoline? Terpinoline. Terpinoline. That's what it is. Terpinoline. And many leafy consumers report feeling uplifted and energized. So it looks like a lot of sativas have risen in search terms much more than the couch lock, right? Gorilla Glue number four, I think, is the couch lock that stood out most. But most of these strains we're reading are sativa. One is what that says about the cannabis market overall. So OGKB or OG Kush Breath has mysterious genetics, but it's thought to come from Girl Scout cookies like many carrier filing dominant strains. It's potent, it's powerful, and it'll have you slumped over for hours. I guess Lethe just heard me say it was mostly sativas. If you smoked OGKB or OG Kush Breath and they like the way it feels and you like the way it feels, look for other strains with similar terpene profiles. As you can see above, GMO Cookies is another one of them. OG KG KGB no OG KB surged in a whopping holy crap OG KB surged 615% in 2019 a lot of people love that strain you might as well go ahead and try it if you want a strong sativa looks like the OG Kush Breath that's it it's funny you take OG Kush Breath to bed but you wake up with morning breath Anyway, next we have Purple Punch, another powerful fuchsia flower with a potent experience. You're probably noticing a trend. Purple Punch crosses Larry OG, very popular, and Granddaddy Purple. A classic, a classic, classic indica strain. Granddaddy Purple puts you to sleep, knocks you out. In addition to trending above 164%, Purple Punch is also one of the most popular strains culturally which is why it is one of our considerations for strain of the year. The buds are purple and white, and the flavor has a grapey purple taste with some gassy and earthly compliments. Next, we have GMO cookies. I've seen so much GMO cookies this year. So much GMO cookies. I mean, if you've seen it while it's in the grow room, it's crystal, it reflects light. It's a, really, it's a real beautiful plant, honestly, GMO cookies. Maybe it's those who are growing it, but either way, the ones I've seen have always looked tasty. Alright, so GMO cookies is a cross of Chem Dog and Girl Scout cookies. Of course, Girl Scout, classic strain. Chem Dog, another great strain. Like you listen, you, you understand what I'm talking about when I mention Chem Dog. So GMO cookies are crossing Chem Dog and Girl Scout cookies. It's easily identifiable, funky, funky garlic aroma makes it one of the most unique strains you've ever seen. It'll be extremely potent because of its extremely whoa. It'd be potent because of that. It's extremely easy to see why GMO surged in search 675% since the top of 2019, making it the number one strain of 2019. GMO cookies. Listen, as soon as someone say GMO, you know it's a wrap. You know it's over. Anyway, folks, this has been Cannabis News Now. You got your top 10 or your top strains of 2019. You found out a little Florida man wanted to be generous this Christmas and be Saint Nick himself with Nick, hopefully not Nick bags on him. Talk about the Congress going ahead and repealing those cannabis laws that protected many business owners, business consumers, and veterans alike. 
slowing down the process to allow the cannabis industry to operate with banks. And last but not least, we mentioned how Indiana now has finally surpassed or passed CBD bills. So it's no longer legal in, C- in Indiana to have CBD. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. The new year is coming about. Pop your bottles. Have your champagne. You feel me? Drink up, but don't drink Don't drink and drive. All right? There's one thing I can tell you on this podcast. Don't drink and drive when you can smoke and fly. Stay tuned. Stay high. ITV.